0: Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the editor in chief of the journal, and today we will be discussing the recent article, Cannabinoid Receptor Mediated Modulation of Inhibitory Inputs to Mitral Cells in the Main Olfactory Bulb. Before we begin, let's meet our guests. Okay,
1: hi, everyone. My name is Thomas
0: Heinbockel. I'm a researcher at Howard University
1: in the College of Medicine, where I'm a professor and interim chair in the Department of Anatomy. My lab engages in multidisciplinary research to elucidate organizational principles of neural systems in the brain, specifically the limbic and olfactory system. My research is directed at understanding brain mechanisms of information processing and their relation to neurological and neuropsychiatric disorders. And another aim of my research is to translate the neurobiology of drug addiction to the realm of pharmacotherapeutic treatment of addiction. So my goal is to conduct innovative, basic, and applied research on fundamental biological mechanisms involved in disease conditions that disproportionately affect racial or ethnic minority populations.
2: I'm Alex Draker. I'm at Indiana University in Bloomington. And our focus of our research is on cannabinoid physiology and neuropharmacology.
0: Could you give us a brief background to current research on the role of cannabinoid receptors in olfactory processing?
1: So, cannabinoids are the active ingredient of marijuana, and marijuana or cannabis, as you know, is the most commonly abused illicit drug in the USA. In addition to being known and used as recreational drugs, Cannabinoids are also important signaling molecules in the nervous system and the rest of the body. So our brain actually produces cannabinoids, endogenous cannabinoids, or endocannabinoids, and that has prompted some researchers to say that the brain actually makes its own marijuana, which of course is not true, but the bioactive ingredient of marijuana, THC, activates cannabinoid receptors, or CB1. In the brain, in the same manner as brain produced endogenous cannabinoids. And so the endocannabinoid system then really has important intrinsic roles as a neuromodulator during normal brain functions. And it turns out that neurons in the main olfactory bulb express actually high levels of cannabinoid receptors. But our understanding of the functional role of cannabinoid receptors for olfactory processing is still at its infancy. And so we have shown previously that cannabinoid signaling is involved in regulating glomerular activity in the main olfactory bulb. So they are regulating what's happening in the input region to the olfactory bulb. However, cannabinoid-related circuitry of inputs to the key neurons in the olfactory bulb, namely the mitral cells, has not really
0: been fully determined. Why were you specifically interested in exploring cannabinoid-related inputs to mitral cells, the main olfactory bulb?
1: So a little bit of background. Other molecules that enter the nose bind to olfactory receptor neurons, and these are connected to the olfactory bulb through their axons. And so the olfactory bulb is really the first relay station in the brain for the processing of olfactory information that comes from the nose. And the mitral cells are the main output neurons, and they're really key integrative elements in the olfactory bulb. And so the olfactory bulb is a key structure right in the brain, and the mitral cells are the main neurons that convey information from the nose to the rest of the brain. But then mitral cells are also targeted by many other neurons in the olfactory bulb, including inhibitory interneurons, such as granule cells or periglomerular cells. Uh, mitral cells actually form these exciting dendrodendritic synapses with these interneurons. So, in order to understand the role of cannabinoids for factory processing, mitral cells are the neural elements that need to be considered first and foremost. What methods did you use to explore this question? So, we used mouse brain slices and we applied whole cell patch clamp electrophysiology. To study how cannabinoid receptors regulate the activity of mitral cells, we use both current clamp and voltage clamp recordings to determine the effects of cannabinoids on membrane potential, action potential firing, and membrane currents in these mitral cells. Now, to establish that cannabinoids and cannabinoid receptors are actually present in the brain, we use some additional techniques that Alex might want to describe.
2: That's right. So to figure out where the proteins were located, we were looking at CB1 receptors. We used immunohistochemistry in brain slices from the mouse. In addition, we looked at the mRNA levels of various components of the cannabinoid signaling system. It's fairly complex, lots of different receptors and enzymes that are involved. So we used that as a secondary technique. And then we also used lipidomics with a collaborator, Heather Bradshaw, here at IU. So look at which endocannabinoids are present in the olfactory bulb.
0: What were your findings?
2: It really hadn't been convincingly shown where exactly the cannabinoid CB1 receptors were located. So we started with that. And what we found was the protein is in a very specific localization of the periglomerular region. So we probably went through 20 different markers to try and figure out what population it belongs to. So it looks like it's a GAD65 positive population of interneurons. So that was one major finding that kind of helped us in terms of anatomy. We also found that of cannabinoid CB1 and CB2 receptors, CB2 does not appear to be there. CB1, sure, that makes sense. Uh, But also most of the enzymes, so endocannabinoids are produced enzymatically. Most of those players are present in the olfactory bulb. And then in terms of lipid analysis, looking at 2-AG and anandamide, both are present, but so were some other related endocannabinoids. So all the components of the signaling system are there.
1: So after the nice work done by Alex and collaborators at Indiana University, we did some of the physiology and to determine the role of cannabinoid receptors in the body, we first studied the action of various cannabinoid receptor agonists and antagonists. And so what we find was that mitral cells responded with membrane depolarization and increased action potential firing when we applied a cannabinoid receptor agonist. And then in contrast, a cannabinoid receptor antagonist, AM251, hyperpolarizes the mitral cells and also reduces the action potential firing. So we knew that cannabinoids in the effect to regulate mitral cell activity. But when we applied synaptic blockers, and when we talk about synaptic blockers, we talk about a cocktail of AMPA and NMDA and GABA A receptor blockers, then we did not find any effect anymore of the cannabinoid receptor agonists and antagonists. And so that suggested to us that we are really looking at a circuit effect or an indirect effect On the mitral cells, it's somehow mediated by cannabinoids. And so one of the first things then was to find out where actually in the factory bar the interactions take place. So what we prepared was what we call a subglomerular slice. And it turns out that in these subglomerular slices, the cannabinoid receptor agonists and antagonists didn't have an effect anymore. So that told us that whatever happens with the activation of cannabinoid receptors is most likely taking place in the input region or in the glomerular region. And in the glomerular layer, one prominent cell type is the so-called periglomerular cell, that's the GABAergic interneuron. And we had previously shown that they're actually activated when cannabinoid receptors are actually blocked. And likewise, when we activate cannabinoid receptors, then these cells become more quiet. So then we thought maybe these interneurons actually have a role in mediating the effect that we actually see in the mitral cells. Then we recorded spontaneous inhibitory postsynaptic currents and spontaneous excitatory postsynaptic currents while recording from mitral cells. And it turned out that these postsynaptic currents were indeed modulated by cannabinoid receptor agonists and antagonists. So when we block cannabinoid receptors, there's actually an increase in the number and amplitude of the spontaneous inhibitory postsynaptic currents. And likewise, when we activate the cannabinoid receptors, then there's actually a decrease in the frequency of these inhibitory currents. And so how do we interpret that? Well, mitral cells receive glutamatergic input from olfactory nerve afferents. And these olfactory nerve afferents are presynaptically inhibited by periglomerular cells. And so when you block the periglomerular cells, which is basically what happens when you activate the cannabinoid receptors, then the olfactory nerve afferents can release more glutamate and that results in more activity of the mitral cells. And when you block the cannabinoid receptors, then these pyroglomerular cells are strongly activated, and that means they inhibit the olfactory nerve afferents, and that in turn means there's less glutamate, and therefore there's less activity in the mitral cell. So, functionally, then, what that means is the effect of these cannabinoids in the olfactory bulb is a transient regulation of input from the nose and output to higher order. Olfactory centers in the brain, and it's essentially a mechanism of
0: controlling sensory input to the brain. What are the implications and next steps in your work? So the bigger picture
1: here is really that cannabinoid receptors dynamically modulate olfactory processing in the olfactory bulb and shape synaptic output to higher-order olfactory centers. And cannabinoid receptor activation really is a fundamental mechanism of enhancing sensory and synaptic responses. And that's not only been shown now in the olfactory bar, but has also been demonstrated in the hippocampus or cerebellum and amygdala. And so we are showing that cannabinoid receptors are involved in brain function. And so what we are doing here is we're trying to learn about the mechanisms that shape synaptic information in a model neural circuit. And we believe that This basic research has the potential to provide the groundwork for translating the neurobiology of drug abuse to the realm of pharmacotherapeutic treatment of addiction. And so we want to continue to work on some of the behavioral consequences of activation of the endocannabinoid system. So what is the effect on olfactory sensitivity, for example? What is really the effect on our sense of smell as we perceive it?
2: And yeah, I guess the other aspect of this is It's really trying to nail down what are the players in the cannabinoid signaling system that are present and active in this. So what are the enzymes that are producing endocannabinoids? Which endocannabinoid are we talking about? And what's breaking them down? Are other cannabinoid-related receptors active in the olfactory bulb? And of course, other portions of the olfactory system, including the olfactory epithelial cells. Those are all questions that are still open and very interesting to pursue.
0: I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article Cannabinoid Receptor Mediated Modulation of Inhibitory Inputs to Mitral Cells in the Main Olfactory Bulb, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology.